and Vanessa, and this is Shit on the Table. Fuck, you hesitated. Sorry, bitch. It's a little late at night. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. It's 11.25 and we're doing this back to back. Tomorrow's gonna suck. It's my first day back at work. And I have like a long day. It's where I do all my big dogs. But it's cool. So this is a two-parter of Pasadena. Yeah. So this will be like back to back episodes so you won't have to wait two full weeks. Yay! So where we left off was me talking about uh, or mentioning this amazing class that I took by Joey Villiani. And it was how to like brand your business. Um, And I think this was... This this was my best class. He talked about a lot of the things that I already knew that I needed to do, um, but opened my eyes to other things yeah. that a lot of us kind of overlook because we are a digital age. Um, but I kind of just, like, agreed with him with everything. If you have a chance to, like, ever take one of his classes, fucking do it. Like, if it's about business, just do it. He's such a hype man. And, like... Just the way he structured his class was amazing, and, like, he was just super cool. So if you don't know who Joey Villani is, he's – I don't know if he currently owns, but he does – he had Nash Academy. Yeah. Um, and he also has a salon. He is a groomer himself. Um, so he's been around the grooming world, the grooming industry forever because the Nash Academy has been around forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forever. It was around, like – when I started grooming 11 years ago. And then they were around even before that because PetSmart and Pet... I don't know if Petco did, but I know PetSmart a long time ago actually used to send their students to Nash Academy back in the day. Yeah. But they didn't do that anymore. They started doing it on their own. So he is very well-versed, and he's not just a business person coming into the world of grooming giving advice it's very much geared for the grooming people which i have taken classes um from other from super zoo and they were a business person giving business advice to groomers so it can be a little overwhelming and difficult when you're trying to ask grooming questions and they're kind of like we just do marketing we just do marketing i you know which just marketing and marketing around grooming, I think, are two different things. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed hearing about marketing, specifically around grooming. Um, so his thing was basically you kind of are your business in that hustling is okay. And, like, <laughs> I knew that That's already. Hard to, it's hard to wrap around. You it want is. it to be organic, but organic takes forever. It is, and, like, I have a hard time with hustling. Like, I just have a hard time hustling. Me too. I'm not an in-your-face person. I'm not an in-your-face person either. And and I also don't want my business to be me 24-7. And he wasn't saying that, you know. He was saying you can, like, turn it off, but you still have to be your business. If you want it to get somewhere, you still have to do that. Yeah. And so one of um one of the things that we tend to overlook is paper. We forget about paper advertising. And he was kind of about mailers. And he's not talking about coupons. He doesn't believe in coupons. He's coupons bring in the type of clientele that we don't want. And those are bargain shoppers. Yeah. He was saying 
And he was very honest about it. He's like, yes, majority of your mailers are going to be thrown away. But mailers aren't just for two weeks. Mailers are long-term. And it's something that you kind of do over like a six-month period or a year. And it takes seven times to see something to make an impression. So you can't just send them out for two weeks because they're only going to get like one or two, you know, mailers. They're not mailing them out every single day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it takes about seven times to make an impression. And that goes with online, too. He wasn't just saying that for mailers. That's just the way our brain works. And he was also saying that your logo is very important and you want to make sure everything coincides, everything is the same, down from your uniforms down to your um, business cards, what's online, um, what's on your mailers, your color of your logo needs to be the same. Like... the, that makes sense. Yeah, the way he said it is he grabbed a bottle and he it, it was a it was a soda bottle and he turned it around and he's like what bottle am I holding up? And we were like that's a Coca-Cola bottle. We couldn't see the logo or anything. He turned it around to where you couldn't see it. He's like, "Well, why is it a Coca-Cola bottle?" Because like, of the red. Because it's red. And he was like, "Exactly." So when you're seeing the same color all the time, people are going to start associating that to you. You know, and I'm like, that's fucking genius. So it's not just about your text, your font, or what's on your logo. It's also about the color and everything needs to be uniform. So like my trailer is glitter and blue. And so my business cards are glitter and blue. My uniforms, because I do wear uniforms, I wear the same thing every single day. Obviously, I have like five pairs. My uniforms are blue. Like... My winter shirts are blue and my summer shirts are blue. That's funny because I, my logo is black and gray. My cards are black and gray and I only wear black. And all the stuff that I have been purchasing to like match my equipment, like all Mm -hmm. my equipment is black and gray as well. Yeah. I didn't know I was doing something like that. I just wanted things to be simpler for my visual. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So like inside my trailer is a bluish hue. But it's more of like a blue gray. My floors are like a blue gray. I have a lot of fucking blue gray. But it all kind of goes. And it and then inside just, my trailer it, it is matches. white. Yeah, yeah, it matches the outside. Like yeah. the aesthetic. Exactly. You look at your trailer. It's beautiful on the outside. It's beautiful on the inside. Exactly. And he's just saying we need to start holding ourselves to a higher standard. You know, he's like, if you are wearing t-shirts and jeans, you need to stop. You need to mm-hmm. brand everything. I personally don't have my um, uniform stitched on. So he was saying, put your logo on that. Which makes sense because if you think about like those um, groomers that are pretty high up there in the food chain, they're all putting like. They're branded. They're branded. They're hella branded. Yeah. And that's their uniform. They've got Utsumi. They've got either Chris Christensen. They've got Wall. They've got Hydra. They have their salon. And so that people start to see your logo and start to associate it to things, to a color. Yeah. You know? And so, but what he was saying, like, about the mailers is that it's not a coupon. It's just literally what your business is. You can literally put your certifications on there. You can put what your business is about. And then you need to start 
talking about what your niches are. So I'm going to start talking more about for my business about how I'm great with anxious dogs, not aggressive, but dogs who are a little bit more on the anxious side. I do really well with those dogs. I'm not sure if I want to start talking about being geriatric, but I'm great with just scared dogs. Scared dogs are kind of my thing. So I'm going to start branding myself that way. Yeah. And just and sticking to your policy and being just more price. You know, you need to have higher prices. That kind of matters. You don't think it does, but being confident in what your prices are and just being confident in yourself is going to bring more people into the door. Yeah. You know, so. What sets you apart? If you're a creative groomer and what sets you apart from your area is that you are creative and you use color and you have that patience, Mm -hmm. you charge that. Charge that. Advertise for that. This is what you're, you know. And we were talking to another groomer who, like, is a, a, an expert on poodles. And that's all he gets is poodles. poodles. Yeah. Because he's branded. He's As a poodle He's branded guy. that way. Exactly. So you just, it's, it seems like such an easy concept when someone is yelling it at you. <laughs> because he's from Brooklyn. So he's kind of just, like, really blunt about it and, like, putting it out there. Yeah. But then he was also just a really nice, nice guy. Um, But just like putting it out there and you're like, this makes so much sense. Yeah. But then it's a lot harder to do. Yeah. None of of that stuff is original. It's not an original thought. What you're doing is not an original. It's proven. Yeah. What you're you're doing right now is not an original, like, it's not a unique um, talent. Mm-mm. You know, I'm not saying anybody can be a groomer. I'm just saying there's a lot of groomers out there. So what can stand you? What can what can you do to stand apart from the next groomer? Mm-hmm. And then his other thing was um, getting your clients more involved. You know, we do a lot of just pictures of dogs, a lot of pictures of before and after. And he's not saying that's a bad thing, but every groomer does it. Yeah. That- you know? And he's saying, get your clients involved in the pictures. Yeah. Because now you are going to be not necessarily flooding because you want to mix it up. But you're going to be putting pictures of these happy clients. And guess what? The dog is happy in the picture. Yeah. Because they're with their client, with their mom. Sorry. And then you, the face. He didn't say your your employee. You, the owner of your company, the face of the company needs to be in that picture. And... Yeah, post it online, and people will fucking eat that shit up. Mm, I hate being in any of my pictures. I do, too. But every time I get a tagged photo, every time mm-hmm. somebody tags me or my business in the photo, I get more clients. Yeah. So it makes sense that I mm-hmm. got to be in the picture. You're branding it. You're branding yourself as your business. Yeah. And that's why you wear your logo on your clothes. All your outfits match and you just look more professional. And it just makes sense. Yeah. But with the flyers, he was saying you need to do it longer because, it. yeah, we throw our flyers away. But sometimes, like, I did this not too long ago with a carpet cleaning company. For several months, I'd go through my mailers and be like, oh, okay, well, 
carpet cleaning needs to come up. Let me see if there's any coupons. I would stick one particular um, coupon to the side every time I opened up my mailer. It took me a couple months, but I actually did end up calling them and being like, hey, you know, and it actually wasn't because I had the mailer in front of me. It was because I just remembered their name. From the mailer. From the mailer. So then I looked him up on Google, called them, and I actually made an appointment. So, and that's what he was saying. He was like, it will take several times, but they'll start calling because yeah. you keep sending people the same shit. Yeah. You don't really mix it up. You keep the colors the same. You keep everything the same. And then you send it. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Because when they need it, they'll know now at that point because what to do. Because it's in their head. Yeah. It's stuck there. <laughs> it's You want to be stuck there. And, like, doing a little bit more for the community, you know. I'm not a community person, so I probably won't listen to that part. (laughs) But. We have, like, a dog festival every year. And I keep asking Vanessa, like, we should go. She had a really, we both had a really rough time. We went to it one time and we volunteered for. A rescue. um, A rescue. And it was a lot of work. So much work. But if you think about it, if you're doing that now as your own business, that's that's sweet. Mm-hmm. You know. And I always forget about it. What is it called? I forgot. See? I want to say really, pause on parade or something like but that. But you don't really hear about it anymore. I you do. 94.1 is... I don't um, listen to 94.1. Neither do I. But the radio, a popular radio station out here in Las Vegas is the one who puts it on every year. And they always have like uh, bands. And yeah. all the proceeds go to rescues, and I don't know what it's called. It's like midnight, guys. So I don't remember me. either. But you I just pa- don't see how like like what do you offer? You just well, when we went there that one time, they had a mobile van set up and giving up free nail trims. To That's dogs. true. Which is a really good idea to brand yourself. Although, when we went into that van, it was kind of It was scary. (laughs) It was a gross van. But, like, yeah, there's people who have businesses out here. They'll give stuff out or they'll sell their stuff there. Well, actually, come to think of it, you could do something. He says, you know, if you're going to be selling something, put your sticker on it. Put your name on the product. He's like, a lot of times shampoo companies that you're using you can call them up and be like hey i'd like to sell your product but i'd like to put my name on it and he said a lot of them will just be like yeah sure because it's easy fucking money for them yeah you know you could do the same thing for brushes or combs and there's that toothbrush guy that's always hustling his toothbrushes like his dog toothbrushes at super zoo he's like you can put your name on it yeah and give it to each one of your clients and uh-huh. i'm like that's a great idea but that's a lot of work yeah <laughs> yeah but, like, just stupid shit like that. Yeah. And But I'm like, well, my business doesn't really do very good, so how can I afford all these things? You just do. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> we had an exorcism. We did. And you just do it, and then you start to generate money. So, yeah, no, it was such an amazing class just sitting there. But there was one girl in there that really irritated me. Because, like, he was asking questions and she would just answer it, and she's just, he's usually ask, like asking these questions so that he kind of gets the wrong answer. You know what I mean? So then he can kind of segue into, okay, how those answers aren't necessarily wrong, 
but this was the answer I was looking for and how we can build on those things. And so I can't remember specifically the question that he was answering, he was asking, but then this chick just started answering the question and he just was kind of looking at her like, bitch, why are you the fuck you in here? Like, why are you in here? You already know what you're doing. You already know what you're doing. You have a very successful business. You've already branded yourself. Why are you here? And like, I'm just, and she's just kind of like being a little like snarky about it. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there looking at her like, I'm drunk. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, why the fuck are you in here? That's great. You have an amazing business. I am super proud for you. I am so fucking hyped for you that you are making it in this world. And I think that's great to be a very successful woman entrepreneur. But the other people in there. But all of us are looking at you like, well, we're kind of struggling and you're not really like helping. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like at least that's what I was thinking. Like, and so then he just was like, okay, well, now what the fuck do I say? Yeah. And I was just like, that's lame. She actually left like mid, mid seminar. And I was like, you could have just done that a long time ago and not wasted your money. You know? Yeah. And, like, ugh, it was just frustrating. And, like, yeah, I'm talking major shit right now. Um, but, yeah. So, it was just such an amazing class. And if he ever has another business class, I'm hella taking it. And I'm going to try and implement some of those things. And I need to set, like, myself small goals. Because if I set big goals, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So, basically, my little goal is going to be carrying cards around. And if I approach a dog, just be like, oh, your dog is so cute. Here's my card. I'm a dog groomer. Maybe I can help you out one day. That's not like fucking crazy or in your face, right? No, but it's still hustling. That's good. It's still hustling. Like, I wish I had the hustle of the guy at the gas station tonight. This guy came up and he was like, hey, you know, you want to help support my music business? Like, he's like, you want a CD for his music? He's like, I got some good shit. And I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. You know, I I don't carry cash. And he's like, yeah. He's like, it's hard to find people who do. And He like, probably whips out, I got Venmo. <laughs> right? No, he didn't. He didn't. But, like, I was like, fuck, if this guy's out there trying to make a living. Selling CDs. Selling CDs. Getting his name out there. Why can't I do it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's what, just what we need to do. Because I feel like as groomers, it's not all groomers, but, like, we're just kind of, like, mm, timid. Yeah, and, like, there's some groomers that are blessed with not having any competition. No. So yeah. it just, it's really organic. They don't have to work too hard for people to just come to them because they're just out of necessity. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like, no. Yeah, and I picked a, a little bit of a saturated area for Vegas to be working in. Um, but... So I have to try a little bit harder. But there's so many dogs here in Vegas that it's not... Everybody can eat. Yeah, everybody can eat. I'm not necessarily worried about competition, even though sometimes I do worry. Because we do have a lot of low ballers. But basically, he's just like, hustle more. Yeah. Put your face... Don't be ashamed to put your face on your business. Yeah. And don't be ashamed to bring your clients into the business he was like i have a client you know he he asked like how many of you people allow your clients to watch the dogs get groomed 
and majority of us are like, fuck no. And he's like, why not? He's like, I have a guy that he comes in. He work, he he meshes pretty well in our salon. And I brand his ass when when he comes in. I put a smock on him, you know? And he's like, we give tours of our salon. So if he's there, he's telling the people we're giving tours to, like, this is the place you want to be. Don't even second guess it. These people are great. And he's like, it's not coming from me. It's coming from a client. Yeah. You know, he's like, we don't allow everybody to be watching, but, you know, there are a select few, but I, there are rules. Oh, yeah. I have rules. I let people watch my grooms. My little area is small enough where they could just sit and relax. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is that I, I think it's like a vetting process for some of the clients that I get. And they'll be like, can I watch? And I will say yes. And when they come in and they have their questions and we have our consultation before I groom, they leave. They're like, okay, bye. And I'm like, well, what was with all that yeah. nitpicking for? Oh, yeah. it, I think they just want to just know that know. they have that option. Yeah. And, but he said, you need to have rules. I definitely have rules. I have yeah, this one I have lady. Rules too. Yeah. I have this one lady. I work on her geriatric dog. And there's a point of the groom that when I start scissoring because I have shears out, I ask her to leave. Why? Because the dog's too wiggly. And I have shears. Okay. I'm not going to cut the dog in front of her. Why are you cutting the dog? Because it's possible <laughs> to cut a dog with shears. Yeah. No, it's just she's too wiggly and I can't scissor when the owner is in. Like, I can uh, clip her fine. That's I can weird. do everything fine. Yeah. But when she's hovering around, the dog is just moving too much to where I can't comfortably control the dog and safely shear or a scissor the dog up. Oh. That's all. And she was like, you know what? The way you said that was the most appropriate way. You asked me so nicely and politely to just be out of sight. And I've never had anybody who said it was okay for me to watch. And you asked me and politely told me when it was, you know, when it was time to leave. And I do. I do. I tell them, like, okay, there's going to no. be times where I need you to leave. And I'm all over here groomers helping and muzzling a fucking doxy in front of a client. She told me to muzzle. Like, I always try without the muzzle. Oh, I do too. And, but then he, oh, he like, almost bit me. So <laughs> then I was like, mm, I'm going to muzzle. But I have the groomer's helper. And one of his things is, like, always educate the client. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to utilize your things. But educate. And it comes off very confidently. Yeah, it does. And so... It's funny because he actually used the groomer's helper as an example. And I had done that a couple weeks ago. Um, groomers, I had to groomer's helper, the doxy. And he started flailing. And she's like, oh, you know, that kind of just makes me nervous, you know, with having it around his neck. And it's like, oh, you know, with the groomer's helper, it actually keeps the tension off of the trachea. I'm like, you can stick your finger down there. He had the muzzle on at this point. I'm like, just stick your finger right here. And you can feel that the noose is not actually putting any strain on the neck. And I'm like, that's what I really love about the groomer's helper. And she did. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it keeps them in control without choking them out. Yeah, I always use, like, the horse. A horse as an example. I do, too, with the bit. With a bit and a bridle, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I told her. But not a lot of people are horse people. No, but I just, like, you see somebody on a horse, you know, you Mm -hmm. control the head, you control the body. That's all it is. Yeah. And so she was like, oh, okay. So then she felt a little bit more comfortable. And then, you know... Um, then I was like, but I'm going to muzzle your dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, but he kind of calmed down with the muzzle on, 
you know, I don't kink shame, so <laughs> you do you, boo. <laughs> I like muzzles when they're necessary. I, and some dogs I, oh, like them. Well, I don't know if dogs like them, but I like not getting bit. And yeah. I only use them unless I have to. Oh, very rarely. But the fact that I don't have, like, if I work for somebody, sometimes I don't have an option to use the muzzle, and that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I'm like, you, like, you know. Yeah. I'm not But he was then. like, just tell him everything. He's like, if there's a dog screaming in the back, don't close the door. Let he, him scream it out. Let him know. No, no, no. He said, don't close the door. Show them. If there is a client in the front and you have a dog screaming for nails, do not close the door, he said. He's like, show them what's happening. Explain what's happening. Be like, we're not doing anything to harm your dog or harm the dog, you know, and we're just trying to clip the nails. But some dogs don't like their nails clipped, so we have to do it this way. You know, we're not hurting them, blah, 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 explaining it, letting them kind of get comfortable. Yeah. And, like, you're branding yourself as someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, you're kind of just becoming this educator for people. Um, I'm all about educating clients. So, and I am, too. I, I educate all my clients. I don't sugarcoat. If your dog's bad, I'm going to fucking tell you. But I'm going to be nicer. But... I'm going to tell them that your dog's being bad. And how can we fix it? How can you work with your dog at home? Yeah. So, but yeah, I really liked that class. Take one of his classes. He was really good. But I know you have another class that you wanted to talk about. Oh, and it was so good. I did not take this class. She did not take this class, but this was the salon sanitation certification class again because I like certified. Certification, although I realize they're completely stupid. Mm-hmm. But it was Karina Stormworthy. She's a microbiologist out of Buffalo. And she does own a salon, though she is not a groomer. And she did mention that, like, it wasn't a good idea because she wasn't a groomer. But it became successful nonetheless because she also has a, a wonderful groomer business partner. And so um, she's not getting into the business side of grooming. She was getting into basically sanitation, the difference between cleaning, sanitation, and sterilization. Uh And it was amazing because it was science-based and everything was very easily explained. Everything was broken down based on bacterial... um, like things that are causing bacterial infections, things that cause viruses, mm-hmm. and what their classification may be. So she set it up to where, like, these things, these bacteria are harder to kill versus these other bacteria. So just remember that. And then these viruses are harder to kill versus these viruses. Mm-hmm. Remember that. And she goes into the different chemicals that we tend to use to clean, sterilize, and sanitize which ones actually do kill which bacteria or viruses. And she was mentioning these things, and I highly recommend her classes. Mm-hmm. Again, her name is Karina Stormworthy. She was the one who went viral in a lot of the grooming groups on um, cleaning your uh, mixing bottles. Did you guys all see that? Yep. 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 So she went on to say, like, she grew this culture in the lab, and this was what came out of the grooming bottles after 24 hours, and it was all full of E. coli, all this other bacteria, and 
you need to sanitize your bottles after 24 hours. You need to dump them out, sanitize them. You can use different chemicals to sanitize them or, you know, vinegar if you want that. And then she was going on different techniques and methods and stuff like that where you need to have more than just one cleaner. You need to have more than just one sanitizer um, or more than one disinfectant. You need to have an arsenal of things. So she broke it down onto her everyday cleaner slash disinfectant, her one that she keeps for like where she does like once a week where she does the heavier cleaning, heavier sanitation, sterilization. And then she has one for her arsenal just to have on in case a dog is say sick. Cause I guess she does do daycare as well. So if a dog comes in with even remote, um, uh, like there may be kennel cough. She knows how to treat and disinfect and kill kennel cough based on the chemical that she uses. Um, if the dog has thrown up, she treats it as if it's parvo, regardless if it is parvo. It's very, it's highly unlikely that it would be parvo, but she treats it as, it, it as if parvo. So that way she never gets parvo, you know, and you know, if the dog has a blowout diarrhea, what do you clean it with? You're not cleaning it with the same thing that you're cleaning it with every day. You're going to clean it with something deeper more stronger, again, treating it as if it's something larger than what it is. And so she was just making it so easy, making it sound so easy. And there, and you know what? There's things um, that we use on the day-to-day that I can't use. Mm-hmm. I can't use quats. <clears throat> yeah. Quats are hard. Those make me sick. They make my throat close. I can't use aerosol quats as well. And so it's like she was mentioning how quats are cheap and very effective to treat and kill a lot of bacteria and viruses. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, you know, she started off with quats and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't deal with quats. But then she goes into other things and I was like, well, I can use that. And then she goes into other things. I'm like, well, that's more expensive. Uh Uh-huh. I was like this. I was like this is more expensive, but I can definitely use that. And then she was, you know, was talking about steam cleaners, UV lights, which are lights that kill everything. Mm-hmm. And then she wanted like go buy the whole fucking booth. I wanted to buy all of the Tool Clean products. Um. Yeah. She was like, I need it all. Yeah. Give me the booth. She did talk highly about paw mats too, and I was gonna get one after. You know, the geriatric class because they are nicer for older dogs. But I wanted to just get a basic yoga mat. (laughs) Cheap one. And then Karina was talking about how they're very um, good, you know, as far as cleaning wise. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I really recommend that class. It's It was all science-based. Yeah. But it's a certification class. It's a certification class that had no testing, and I don't understand how I, how I can certify for that. I don't know. Those things are so stupid. I just, I get, I got a certification in Asian Fusion, but it was because I did a dog in Asian Fusion, and the person instructing, Riza Wisnam, was like, okay, you did Asian Fusion. Here's your certification. Yeah. That made me feel good about that certification. <laughs> I stayed in her class for five hours, and then I did a dog in Asian Fusion. But it's like, how would you get certified in, in this sanitation class? I don't know. Like, I, that's, again, it's it's just one of those arbitrary certifi- certif- certif- certificates. Yeah, certifications. Certificate mentions. 
<laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was a really good class. I was hyped going in. I was hyped during the class. She broke it down really easy. All the questions that everybody had were all stupid. All of our questions were stupid. But she answered them like a G. And she was like, it's because you're not a microbiologist. How the fuck would you know? Yeah. Here is how you can know. Yeah. And that was it. So, yeah. If anybody knows of odorless um, cleaners, cleaners, not disinfectants, but cleaners, let me know. Because I don't think there are any out there. Are you able to use like a plant base? Okay, so... Because there are plant bases that don't have strong scents. No, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. So what it is, is that usually with the quats, um, let's throw out, it's usually the citrus, they usually add something in it that makes my throat close. And I want to say the ones that are citrus-based are the ones that make my throat close more. Like, I can't breathe, I'm going to die. So I can't use any of the aerosol disinfectant spray disinfectants the mint one from i want to say wall is not too bad the cool clean yeah the for your cool for your clippers the, yeah the it's coolant not, yeah the coolant that one doesn't kill me but you shouldn't be using coolant anyways no i know but it's what's offered at fucking petco coolants are so bad i've seen coolants catch a clipper on fire in someone's hand it was online but they're bad. They're so bad. And I can't remember who was talking about it, but he said he started coughing up blood and he found out it was from the coolants from years and years of using coolants. It was starting to disintegrate his lungs. Yeah, no. The cool thing about her class was she was talking about a tool clean, which is this microwave. Yeah, but coolant isn't supposed to be... They put a disinfectant in there, but that's not their main purpose. No, I know. But it's like you can just have multiple blades and then you're fine. Yeah. So she was saying, like, well, then you don't need the coolant side for yeah. that. But for the disinfectant, you just put your tools in this microwave, walk away after 10. Oh, and she was talking about contact time. This is important. She says anything that you use has a contact time. You yeah. need to read the label. Yeah. And you can't just spray it and wipe it away because then it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You need to leave it on for a particular amount of time mm -hmm. as well as, or just leave it there completely, and then you're fine. Then yeah. you're good. And mm -hmm. that is something that's hard for a lot of us to kind of grapple with because we want to wipe things away. Or she's saying, clean up the mess, and then if you're going to disinfect or sanitize, do it and walk away. You're fine. If you don't like residues, find a different cleaner or disinfectant, yeah. and then you're fine. Like, bleach, she was a big advocate on bleach. And I didn't like bleach for a long time, but, like, I like bleach now. I use bleach all the time because it doesn't kill me. Yeah, I like bleach. If you dilute it Just right. Just don't use it with pneumonia. Well, duh, because then it's Some people ammonia. don't know that. Brittany or St Stephanie was mixing... Who? Chemicals at Manda's. Okay, so my mother had this big thing because she uses bleach for everything, and she would clean up dog piss, like if our dog peed in the house, with bleach. Yeah. And I told her, don't. You're making an obnoxious gas called ammonia chloride, which is essentially like a gas that's going to kill you. Yeah. You shouldn't be mixing any chemicals. You don't know what Not you're ammonia mixing. ammonia chloride. What am I thinking? It doesn't matter. Yeah, ammonia Just chloride. Yeah. Like, 
Don't mix any chemicals. No, she was making sure. She she was saying that too. Don't mix chemicals. People don't realize that, and they'll mix fucking Fabuloso with fucking bleach. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't do it. Use what's in what bottle in front of you at that time. Don't use multiple cleaners. At one time. At one time. You don't even have to take the, you don't even have to take the the class to know that. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. Some people are stupid. (laughs) Not stupid, but But just lack of knowledge. Yeah, but what's important is the contact time. So anyway, yeah, going into the microwave, get the microwave. Then that get you, the microwave. Just put your shit in the microwave, walk away. Then your shit's all it killed, all the germs, all the viruses, everything's dead, and you're good to go. Yeah, I saw someone post a video of them having the cool clean, and they mounted it. It's mountable, cool clean, tool clean, tool clean. Whatever. Yeah, it's mountable. Yeah, they mounted it in their van. Yeah, so it's good for uh, mobile as well as brick and mortar. Yeah, and at the end of the cool. day, if you're at home, if you're a house call groomer, just stick it in there. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that class was badass. I loved it. I'm going to take more of her classes. She has another class on shots and stuff, which was cool. I wonder if she talks about over-vaccinating. Um, she tapped into vaccinations a little bit. But it was more or less like they have to have the required vaccinations for what you need in your area. I don't know if she has any thoughts on over-vaccination. Well, in some states now, they're going to be implementing tighter testing. Yeah. Um, which for I'm the totally rabies? For, I don't know for rabies, but for all the other ones. Well, she was mentioning that some vaccines aren't always as good as other vaccines. And she mentioned that. Like, she mentioned, like, that's why you need to t- have so many vaccines like the bordetella is not a very great vaccine because again bordetella or the kennel cough is just like a broad term and so the bordetella gives you gives you a little bit of protection but you have to constantly get boosters because the vaccine is not that great but she was going into a bunch of other stuff it was really cool so Mm -hmm. i would like her thoughts on other things too so i'll probably take more classes from her for sure might join you might join you yeah but, so, let's talk about products that we purchased. Oh, yeah. Or were given. Um, yeah. <laughs> you didn't buy that much this year. I did not buy that much because balling on a budget, you know. And I honestly really didn't need much. I'm kind of just, like, at that point where, like, I'm up grading things like I'm getting rid of a pair of chunkers that I bought years ago that are a piece of shit so I got a new pair so now I don't need chunkers you know and then um so I bought Scentsy chunkers and I had to have a pair of Scentsy chunkers or Scentsy blenders replaced um because they just since I bought it in super zoo they just weren't working um but I had the same pair already that they had actually repaired. And those ones were working beautifully after not being able to use them for like four years. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I just got a lemon, you know, because the first pair were beautiful. Um, and then they had taken a look at them and I guess there was something wrong with them. So they replaced them free of charge. So shout out to Sensi. And um, so I bought a pair of chunkers. That's That was like my main big purchase this year 
Um, I was kind of up and down about getting the palm mat. I've heard it's great. I've heard it's not great. Um, but for the show price for $35 with the mini mat, I was like, that's not that bad. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. And then you yeah. were talking about all how it's great for like the sanitizing shit. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll get one. Um, so then I went to go get quadruped, quadruped. They didn't have the specific one that I was looking for. So I'm SOL for my dogs tomorrow, which kind of sucks. Um, let's see what else did I buy. Um, I think that's it for what I purchased. Oh, no, no, no. And then we bought the color shampoo from Opaz. I love that stuff. So I'm really excited to try that out. That's going to be my add-on for the month of March. Um, so we bought just, I just bought like the trials of all the colors because they were doing like a little mini sale for like 20 bucks for the trial set. So I'm really excited about that. Then I kind of got like a really cool item. <laughs> I got, so I, <laughs> so I don't know if you recall, um, like several episodes ago that I was going to be doing something with wall and, um, well, Jay Scruggs had told me that he was still going to try and get me a clipper for free from them um, just for helping out or even the thought of helping out. If No, it didn't fall through. So I had been kind of like waiting in limbo and he messaged me not that like a couple months ago being like, hey, did you ever get that clipper? And I was like, I didn't. And I'm like, it's cool. I really didn't do anything for you. He's like, fuck no. He didn't say fuck no because he doesn't cuss. But he said, no, I'm going to. I'm going to talk to them. You need to get that clipper. Um, I was like, okay, whatever. He's like, they give clippers away all the time, so you should get one. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So then I waited, and then I waited, and then I waited, and I still didn't get anything. So then I was like, well, I'll just talk to him at the show. If not, I'll buy something. That's fine. I really didn't do anything for them. I went back and forth with fucking emails. That's all I did. Mm Mm-hmm. So then I see him at the show, and he's like, hey, did you get those clippers? And I was like, no, I didn't. He's like, you really didn't? And I was like, no. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. He's like, no. Check back with me later on in the show. And I was like, okay. So I go, like, wandering around. I think I saw him the next day because we dipped out. And I was like, hey. And he's like, um, he's like, oh, what's up? What's going on? Like, how you doing? You know? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And um, I was like, oh, you know, just check it in. And he was like, check, get, get back to me in like 15 minutes. And I was like, okay. So then I go back in 15 minutes and he's like, okay. He's like, so I'm not able to get you a clipper in the box. But what I can do is give you this clipper with the charger that I've been using for the show. It's like it's brand new, and I'm just like uh, jaw dropping. Like you're gonna give me a clipper that you have been touching, <laughs> all convention that you have used. Like, like this clipper obviously has superpowers now. <laughs> so I was like, he's like, but you don't have to take it. I was like, I will fucking take it. I'm like, I will fucking take it. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm like, this is fine. I appreciate it. And like inside, I'm just like melting being like, oh my God, I have a Jay Scruggs clipper. Like, mm, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I 
is fucking dying inside. So then after that, like, I'm trying to just be, like, cool. And so we're talking for a hot minute, and Sue comes over. I fucking love Sue. I love Sue. She's so cool. She is hilarious without being hilarious. And so we're just, like, chit-chatting about shit. I honestly, I wish I remember 100% what we were talking about. But, of course, any conversation with me turns sexual. Like, because she gives off that vibe. Yeah. And, like, I am just comfortable about talking about sex. It's my go-to conversation. I want to know what position. I want to know what makes you tick. Okay? Like, it's just, it's just, like, it's just me. So, I, we're literally talking and, like, there's some things Sue shared that I'm, like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't say. But, we're t- me and Jay are talking and just Sue is kind of like leaning on this table and she's just looking so fucking adorable. And she's like, you know, if I could go back in time, I would be a whore. <laughs> and I look at her and I was just like, I kind of started laughing. And then I'm like, wait, what did she say? And I was like, what did you say, Sue? And she's like, if I could go back in time, I'd be a whore. I was like, that's what I fucking thought you said. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I love you. <laughs> and Jay is just like, what in the hell? And so then I don't know how we changed the subject because that was hilarious. And so then we started talking about my our podcast. And Sue was like, oh, you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah, we have a podcast. And she's like, how do I listen to this podcast? And so like I had to explain to her what a podcast was. And, like, she's like, well, how do I watch it? I was like, oh, you don't watch it. You listen to it. And she's like, okay, well, like, what channel are you on? Like, she's thinking, like, a podcast is the radio. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not, I mean, it's not a radio thing. You know, you don't, you don't, you listen to it, but you don't have to, like, find it somewhere, like, on the Uh radio. And I'm like, do you have, like, Google Play, iTunes, or... Spotify and she's like I don't know so then she like opens up her phone because she's like really determined now and so then I'm looking at her phone she has an iPhone and I was like oh yeah you have podcasts right there and so we click on the podcast she's like well now what (laughs) and I'm like she's fucking adorable so I literally like walked her through trying to find our podcast and subscribe to it and so now she's gonna listen to it and then Jay was saying that he was going to start listening to it. And then he's like, well, how long are the podcasts? And I'm like, oh, they're like about two hours, an hour and a half, two hours. He's like, oh, I can't listen to women that long. <laughs> he's like, I can't listen to a woman talk for more than 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and like, Sue's just looking at him like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and I am just like. Are, where are you from? I forget. And, like, you had said in the past that he was from Indiana. So, I'm like, are you from the Midwest? And he has got, like, so offended. He's like, does it sound like I'm from the Midwest? And I'm like, whoa. I thought he was from southern Indiana. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I failed geography twice. So, <laughs> I don't know. And I don't really know accents. And he was like, I'm from the south. And I was like, oh, well, what you just said makes sense now. <laughs> I'm like, if you're from the South, I slightly forgive you, but I kind of don't. Is Tennessee the South? That's what he said. Oh, I guess so. And he was very adamant that he was from the South. Okay. That Southern pride. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's great. But yeah, so he's like, I'll kind of listen to it. I'm like, well, just skip skip to the end that's when we do groomer stories and sue is like that's really rude to that's really rude jay 
And so then they start bickering. And he's like, what's rude? I'm just being honest. She's like, you just insulted their podcast. And, like, they're going back and forth for, like, five minutes. And I'm like, it's really fine, guys. Like, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like, just the fact that you're pretending to say that you'll listen to our podcast is amazing. Yeah. And, like, so then it's like, all right, well, get out of your hair, blah, blah, blah. And, like, so then our friend Taylor and Vanessa were standing right there. And they're like, well, did you have him sign it? And I was like, no, that's no. I mean, that would be cool, but no, like I didn't. And they're like, you need to have him sign it. And they're like fighting me about it. And then finally, they just kind of like walked towards Jay. And Jay was kind of calling us over too. And because something like weird went down. And so then they're like, hey, can you sign her clippers? And Jay is like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, do you have a marker? And they're like, we're like, no, we figured you would have one. He's like, I'm going to go get one right now. So we like walked somewhere and like got a marker and signed it. He loves that stuff. (laughs) I swear he likes to be idolized, especially by women. You like it, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because you idolize him. But I, yeah. You like him. I'm not going to say yes or no to that. <laughs> because if he starts listening to this podcast, I need plausible his, deniability of his anything. His head will, like, inflate even further. It will explode. <laughs> so, plausible deniability. I am not saying... I am not confirming I do, and I'm not confirming I don't. <laughs> But I love that duo. I love watching their demos. Oh, my. They bickered like two old people. I love it. They're they're fucking hilarious. Yeah, for sure. They are great. And then we got these really cool nooses. Or not. I hate saying nooses. I'm trying to break that habit. We got these really cool loops um, from Groomer.io, um, which is like a software company that caters to mobile and salon. But like... I don't know if they're a kind of novelty, but I'm going to be using them. I'm going to use them for sure. Um, But they say, I groom bitches. I thought that was great. (laughs) So fucking hilarious. So, like, yeah. So, you know, it'll just kind of give, like, a little lightheartedness to, and, like, break up your day. Just look at your news and you're like, I groom bitches. Yeah. I thought it was pretty fucking hilarious. And I did like, too, that it's a little on the smoother side. It's not that heavy cotton. Like no. Like PetSmart does. Yeah, no. Um, So it was a nice, it's nice and smooth. So I thought that was really cool that we kind of got those little novelty items. Yeah. But I do plan on using it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to use them for sure. So I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I'm so hard on those. Because I, I don't, I use the Grimmer's Helper one for when I style the dogs. But I use those for um, blow drying on a different table sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I love them. Yeah. Well, I was in the market for a noose. Um, grooming loop. Yeah, sorry. A grooming loop. I was in the market for a grooming loop. I wanted to get the DMK one, but then I was like, man, I don't want to spend $25. So Those then, are really cute, though. They are so fucking cute. But then they were like, here. And I was like, okay. I was, Okay. So I've had a few, I've had, like, one thing from DMK, and I loved it. It was, like, a, a collar. And they usually do, like, um, a box of, like, their older stuff or stuff that they don't have a lot of. Mm-hmm. And 
So they put in like a grab bag or a box and you get like a couple different items. It's like $40 or something. Yeah. And they didn't have it there. And I was so disappointed because that's what I wanted. Because it's like, you know, just a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah. I wonder why they didn't do it. No, but I, I, the, I was there for specific items. I never get anything that I'm there for. Ever. Yeah. You know, that is one thing I did like about Barkley is that they did have a lot more different booths than um, Spot. Sp- Super Zoo? Yeah, Super Zoo does. Yeah. Um, like, DMK is never at Super Zoo. No. Opaw's stuff is never at Super no, Zoo. No, never. Um, Groomer's Choice is never at Super Zoo. And they're local. And they're local, exactly. Um, there were a lot more booths that are never at Super Zoo. So I would like to see all those booths in a bigger environment. Yeah, so you're not like sweating it. <laughs> yeah, so you're not fucking dying. Like, and on give top them of a it. break. Let them. Can't there be like a just like a couple inches in between each booth? Yeah, just a couple inches. Like yeah. just so there's a little bit of separation. You yeah. know, it's not a fire hazard yeah. for some reason. Exactly. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so I did like that aspect of uh, Barkley is that they have. A lot more... Grooming stuff. Grooming stuff. Yeah. But yeah. And so then you bought Hydra. Yeah, I bought um, the sample pack of Hydra and two bottles of their clarifying shampoo and their volume shampoo. And I used it my first day back and I liked it. It's nice. I was actually wanting to get the caviar line from IV. Excuse me, St. Bernard or San Bernard. But... They weren't there. They were there. They it were. was just too packed. I didn't want to go in there. Oh. Their demos and their demonstrations, um, like their affiliates that are there, they just over explain. And it, it's very useful if you don't know uh, how to use the products, but it just causes a lot of congestion. Yeah. And so I'm like staring at the caviar bottles and I'm like, oh, I want that. And I just walked away and I kind of forgot about it. So then I was like, okay, well, I'll get, I wanted to try Hydra. I wanted to try B3, but they weren't there. Mm, I thought they were going to be there. <clears throat> I thought so too. I also thought that, um, what's another shampoo that we use? Le Pooch was going to be there. They weren't there. No. No, because I was going to fill up on some Le Pooch. And Le Pooch goes to Super Zoo. Which I didn't see them the year before at Super Zoo. That first, that year that we got the, the Le Pooch was the first year I yeah. saw them. Yeah, that's which true. Was, which was nice. Um, but yeah, I didn't see Le Pooch. I didn't see B3. So then I got some Hydra, and I like it. Um, I'll continue to use it till I have... It foams really well, too. Yeah, it does. And it's a really thick foam, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, they are scented. Not overwhelmingly scented. I mean, their scents are strong, but it's not something... Once you foam it, it the scent yeah. goes down, and then once you blow dry the dog... The scent's really not there. No, and it's on the dog, but it's not, like, on killer. On the dog. Yeah, so it's my... A soft scent. Yeah, I did a Shih Tzu, and I didn't put any extra perfume on her, because she smelled great leaving, mm-hmm. and she didn't smell, like... Overwhelming. No, but I did try their volcanic leaving, con- or 90-second ma- mask. Yeah, the flash. Their, yeah, the flash the conditioning flash. thing. That uh-huh. shit's delightful. Yeah. And it a lot goes on, or a little goes a long way. Yeah. I actually dilute that and put it in hot water, like, and do like a hot oil treatment. Yeah. And it doesn't weigh the coat down. It still leaves them pretty fluffy. Yeah. But I've noticed that, like, because when we tried it the first time, remember that? 
It was years so ago. greasy. Yeah, it was so heavy because we just used it straight. Oh, well, it wasn't even greasy. It was just too moisturized. Yeah, I don't want to say greasy the first time we used it. I was no, just, it was just like, heavy. It was just yeah, the coat was just too moisturized, yeah. and it was like you you don't think like things are too moisturized, but when you're trying to scissor something, you know, it's just like plopping down. Yeah, you're like, hey, why would you fluff up, you fucker? You know. Yeah, so that's why I had the idea of kind of diluting it and using yeah. it as a hot oil treatment. No, I dig it. I dig it a lot. And uh, so I'm really excited to try their whitening shampoo because I'm always in the market for a good whitening shampoo that doesn't like, I don't know. I'm such a cynic when it comes to shampoos. So, so far, so good. And then I bought the Opaz. I've used the uh, the color depositing shampoo from Opaz and I love it. It is really simple. It's really easy. It's really much quicker than actually coloring the dog with their pigments, like their dyes and stuff like that. Those I love to use too, but I'm really trying to avoid creative because I got so into it and I really loved it, but it's just so time consuming. Yeah, I have no patience. And some not all dogs are okay with it, to be honest, but no. this is something like you can do in the bath. Yeah, I liked the idea of it from a ball. Yeah, five yeah. five minutes for a light wash of color, and then ten minutes if you want the full color payout. You can even put it on longer if you want more color payout, but I don't. I don't think you need to. Yeah, it works well. No, I'm really excited. I already have a client. I know I'm going to try it on. Yeah, yeah. He we do chalking now, and it just. I don't think it's like bang for your buck doing no. chalking because no. it's just gone within like a day or two. Yeah, and they do like to do color and he kind of lets me do whatever so i'm gonna try and talk him into doing it this time around yeah and just kind of like start small just like a streak of color yeah i, I think like it, for march i might do like green 25 dollars for like the tip of the tail or the tip of the ears and double 50 dollars extra if they want to double up on the color something that matches with green like pink and green or yellow mm-hmm. and green yeah so they're festive i don't know i'll figure it out yeah but that's, I got a pomat, Hydra shampoo, some Opaz. What else did I get? That was really it. Yeah, the pomat. I wanted the tool clean. They had a $10 off special, but we never went the last day. <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah. We ended up going to um, Olvera Street in um, LA. LA, which I highly recommend. Um, it's old style. Um, LA from like Pueblo days and they actually have some Pueblos from the 1800s still you know standing strong they've had to like patch it up here and there because that's a fucking long time Mm -hmm. but they're still there and like people have created stores out of them so you're actually able to go into like these historical buildings and they had two museums free free of charge yeah and to see how they lived back in the day. And... That was pretty cool. And it's just... It's nice. I have a little bit of... I don't want to say self-hate, but, like, I don't talk about my Hispanic heritage too much because I get a lot of backlash for being Hispanic because I don't look Hispanic and I don't speak Spanish. So, like, it's kind of nice to, like, be able to, like, be around that kind of stuff. Yeah. It makes me feel very Hispanic, but then I have instant, like, but you're not. But I am, though. Same here. You know, so it's yeah. kind of shitty that way. 
but it was really nice being there. It was a beautiful day. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was such a beautiful day. And even day. though we were so tired of walking, I was so, I was so much more willing to walk. For that, for that experience, it was... The colors. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. They, like, the Hispanic culture, I think it doesn't matter what ethnicity, it's such a colorful and yeah. just beautiful culture and cultures, you know, yeah. in... This one was more uh, of the Mexican culture. Mm-hmm. They had people in, um, they have native Mexicans. Um, I believe it was Aztec. Well, it's still native Mexicans, but yeah, it they were they were in their Aztec garb and doing traditional Aztec dance, and it was really really powerful to watch because they had the drums going, everybody's dancing. They have these. Beautiful, uh, elaborate hair, um, hair head. Head dressings. Head dressings. They were just in the traditional garb. It was great. And then, it was beautiful. you know, walking around, you see all the cool stuff. And then the food. The food was so good. We were talking about how we got shitty Mexican food. We had shitty food all fucking weekend and we find this place. And I'm like, oh man, do we really want more Mexican food? Yes, we do. (laughs) We were starving. So we picked the place on the left because the other one had way too many white people. No offense to white people. (laughs) No offense to white people. I'm white too. (laughs) But Mexican whitewashed food is what we were eating too much of. And so... This place was fairly authentic, and it was, everything was just juicy. Yeah. I I don't like ordering chicken at restaurants, but I ordered chicken mole, and it was delicious. Yeah. It was enough of, like, the chocolatey taste with just the spices, and it was just so good. Yeah. And it came with rice. Yeah, I had uh, the pork and... Yeah, but what kind of pork? Pibil. Mm-hmm. What, did it say what the seasoning was? Like the um, sauce? Tamarind, citrus, base, sauce. I don't know. It was fucking delicious. It was. It, the it the was, pibil was so tender. Yeah, it was like literally... You couldn't pick it up with a fork. No. It was so... And they didn't give me a spoon! Right? <laughs> it was so moist... It was falling <laughs> off the the fork. I was trying to take a taste, and it was just disintegrating before my eyes. And then I think Taylor got enchiladas. No, the chili rellenos. No, I I always get the chili. Oh, so I think I, she got the enchiladas. She got the enchiladas with an egg on top. Yeah. Who would have thought to put eggs on top of uh, enchiladas? Oh my god, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, like growing up and stuff like that, we would always have our leftovers, like our rice beans and. Like, whatever meat we had, and we'd throw an egg on top, and that was breakfast. Well, yeah. So, we never made enchiladas in, in our house that much. We made frijoladas, but it was just, like, sauce on top of a tortilla. Yeah. It was good. And onions. Okay. I think that's pretty much it for our our Pasadena series. We didn't... We don't have any stories because we didn't really advertise them because we were so busy. But, you know, you're always free to send us stories to groomerhumor at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us 
at Instagram at Vanessa Squared and Shit on the Table. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Shit on the Table. And all Shit on the Tables have an asterisk for the I. Um, and like, follow, subscribe. Yeah, like, follow, subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. And share us with your friends. Don't be scared. We don't bite. Hmm, she might not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, uh, have a good night, y'all. Good night.